started, right? Yes, yeah. we did. Welcome to the Common Ground Podcast. Today's date, June 2nd, 2018. My name is Sean. And I'm Thomas. Kelly here. And we are three guys that just talk about anything and everything, but we are definitely not experts at any of the talks that we discuss. We just discuss for fun over here. That's right. So uh, what kind of conversation should we have today? I think I really got a good one for you, because I, I was thinking, because I don't know a good answer on this, to be honest, hmm. and it was uh, happened in Britain. It's about a guy named Tommy Robinson. I did hear about that. Yeah. Yeah. And so the backstory on this is, uh, Sean, I'm not sure if you know. I don't know anything about this. Gotcha. So what it is, is that there is this, I don't want to say reporter. He's kind of like a reporter. Reporter, yeah. kind of like, yeah. So he has media uh, outlets and whatnot. But in any case, he reports on these stories. And in this one, he was reporting on a, uh, I believe it was child trafficking ring. Okay. It's called like grooming gangs. Yeah, and it's like a hundred, just insane amount of these like girls who were just taking it, just kids taking it. That's and nice. it was, uh, I think, ten of them were put on trial. And I think, in just a little background on him as well, he has a history of um, targeting like Muslim ideology as the reason. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Muslim ideology is what he says. Mm-hmm. Not really. He defends himself saying it's not racism because it's an ideology. So what's this guy's name again? Tommy Robinson. Tommy Robinson. This, this, is, the, like this is the Muslim guy who has a Muslim. No, 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 no. He, he's a reporter, he's oh, he's but he targets against uh, like the Muslim ideology. He against yeah. okay. he's, he's very. He's he's lead, he used to lead a coalition in Britain that was the anti-Islamization. Uh, league or something like that. Yeah, that? yeah, it's reporter. a reporter. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, he left it because it got like really like neo-Nazi kind of shit going on. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but he still did reporting, and so I think the story that you're talking about is that recently he was uh, reporting outside of the courtroom, so mm-hmm. he was uh, recording as the the I guess the Muslim like grooming gang people were being brought up to trial, and he got arrested, and. Uh, he didn't say anything, he wasn't shouting, he wasn't getting in the way, but they said that he wasn't allowed to report on the case. Mm. And there's a good video on it saying that he's breaking the peace. The reason why he was put through, and he went through a trial, and he went to prison for some time. Year. Yeah, he's going for a year. He's go- yeah, he's actually got sentenced. But the, the reason behind he got re- getting arrested is because in the UK there's something called a gag order, essentially. Okay. And... The reasoning for this is to prevent media outlets from swaying a court's decision. So media isn't allowed to report on anything until the court case is done. And in this case, he wasn't that gag order was put onto that um, Muslim child trafficking case. So they were saying that he is breaking that rule. Okay. He he broke this in the past as well, and now he is getting sentenced and he's found guilty. Now, this is my question because we talked about personally anyways, about like the Me Too movement a while back. And we we said that there was a lot of instances where people are accused and the media grabs it and essentially this guy's career or this girl's career, whoever the case may be, gets tanked because of it. Mm-hmm. Because the media made this decision, there's a public outcry already and they're feeling the backlash. And I remember back then thinking, well, why don't we have this kind of law in place, a gag order in place? Stop stop it until the court case goes through and finds it guilty. But now I'm wondering, which one should we be looking at? Uh, which one's the right way, I mean. Like, one, 
has more freedom of speech, what we do here, mm-hmm. where media outlets are allowed to do whatever they like, report on these cases. And I do think it's, I do find it very important to do so. Mm-hmm. But it does sway the court cases sometimes. Or at least hurts the defendant. So what they do here in the U.S., I heard, because uh, I, I heard something similar, and it makes sense to a certain degree, is that it's not the reporters that should have the gag order on them, but it should be the jurors. So the people who are presiding over the trial who are going to be making the decision. Sometimes what happens when it's a really big case is they'll put them up in a hotel and cut them off from all media so they won't be influenced. But that shouldn't stop reporters on being able to report so that the general population as a whole can find out what's going on. And I think there needs to be like a certain like care to it, obviously, where you're saying these are allegations, this is not like set in stone kind of thing. So that's just kind of like, you know, making sure that you're reporting it honestly. But... I don't agree with the idea that he should have been arrested. Um, I get it, it's like Britain law and whatever, so I understand why, but I'm arguing that the law itself is kind of, uh, it's anti-freedom of information. Yeah, and I agree. I, and I, think, I, don't, I don't agree with how severe the sentencing was, because that's way too long. And there's a lot of background behind that, too, where there's accusations about the authorities in place kind of putting him into these dangerous situations but I don't want to really get into that side the, the, what I want to know is that yes the jurors are put into these essentially like areas where they can't get in this information they can't be swayed in their decision but we already know that having a public outcry or that public opinion can already be set in stone anytime something goes up on the news media that's like scandalous or whatever the case may be that gets so many more views, gets so many more shares than the one where they say, oh, we did it wrong. We did, we did, we got our information wrong. This is actually what happened. And this guy's not the person to this. So this person, this defendant, would already have their lives completely changed. And we know that's going to happen. So is there, is there something we can do? What is, which side do we go here? There's nothing you can do about that, man. No, this is like, so what's... I feel like, especially nowadays, when people are so quick to move from one topic to the next, this is just the topic of the week, man. So whatever is going to happen to this guy, if his life is ruined, I think people are just going to move on, and they're going to forget about it. Oh, yeah, but what about that guy's life? (laughs) 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 See, that's the thing, yeah, like, you know, it's not in the media's eyes anymore, but people now recognize this guy as that that person. Yeah, he's like labeled. You you, you are screwed. Yeah, he's got the space, but he's got the scarlet letter on him, man, he's... Well, is that okay? Like, yeah, how do we avoid that? that? You can't avoid it. You can't tell people to stop reporting on something like having a gag order like that. I don't think that's right either. Yeah, I mean, at least at least over here in the U.S. because it's it's different. We're so used to people being able to say what they want to say, and you can't stop a reporter from doing that. Uh, Especially when you have like paparazzi and stuff too. When people, they can just go up to you and they, 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 they don't have yeah. to touch you or something. That's the thing. Paparazzi themselves are already good. They're, I know, they're, they're, the, bo- they're, the, up, they're the bottom of the barrel. I, I, think, I think they're pretty fucked up, you know, but you can't stop someone from reporting on something if you're on a public street. You know, if they want to follow you short of being, like, stalking, you know, if they want to follow you... I think you, there's different laws like that, though. So I know that, like, for example, in California, it's a one-way consent. So you can't, uh, so that... You don't have to consent for me to take a picture of you in public, but there are certain places where that's illegal. Like, you can't take pictures of other people without their consent. I also know that there's such a thing as, like, two-way consent. I thought that was California, where you, to record someone. Yeah, I think that's only for recording someone when you're on the phone with So, yeah, there are are at least certain laws in place and whatnot, but, yeah, I don't know. Paparazzi's kind of... Yeah, well, I I think that if you're in a public space, it's kind of... 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sucks for the people and it's a certain amount of responsibility that celebrities yeah, have to take on. But, idea, yeah. But, yeah, but that's the thing. We, we talked about this in the past. Like, you could you could ruin someone's career, personal lives, all this stuff. Did they do it to themselves? I think, I think a bigger what? problem overall is people being way too quick to judge and, uh, like, just being kind of honest about the situation. Like, the, you know, the Harvey Weinstein thing. Uh, where all of them, for the most part, were allegations until now. He was just recently sentenced. Like, I'm not saying give him the benefit of the doubt necessarily, but don't persecute him until it's like finalized. You know what I mean? Would you rather that we had never heard about it and like let's say he got away with it, like all 27 whatever things were dismissed, and we never heard about this guy? Would that be better? Well, what do we hear about like things like um, um, who's the guy you like, Master or None? Oh, was he yeah. sorry? Yeah, there was like a story about him, but it, it apparently, you know, with more information, there came was out. backlash about that. Yeah. yeah, I forgot what the name of the girl was, but she she was unnamed. I think she had, like Grace or something. Someone, like she had yeah. some kind of she had some kind of incognito yeah. name. But I remember, I remember that story was a little while back. But the evidence against him was shaky. But it was very but shaky. you know that you know that his career was hit by that. You know that his personality was hit by that. And people who never heard about the. Yeah, the follow-up information that says that her evidence isn't that strong or the court case found him not guilty, that is viewed so much less than the first one. Well, I, I think, so in the Aziz Ansari case, I'd actually, I think it helped him, partially, in my opinion, and I think it brought to light the Me Too movement and the, the bad aspects of the Me Too movement. Well, what do you mean by helped him? Well, I think that it got him a good amount of publicity, and I think a lot of people sympathize sympathize with him in the end. I I disagree with this, and I think we talked about this before. Is the whole idea of no publicity is bad publicity? You know, because this is the first. Well, this is the first time like the Me Too movement actually like backfired a little bit. Because if you hear her story, a lot of people were reading her story. And they were thinking that she's crazy, and that like she kind of like made up a lot of this stuff. I forgot what she said, but well, no, it's not even that she made up. I think, I believe one hundred percent of what she said. I just don't think it was a case of rape or you know sexual. Yeah, she, I remember there was like this. Even one, though they were clear. Who's, who's that one news anchor? News anchor when she said she gave like an open letter to whoever that chick. She's like, she you didn't have like a rapist. You just had a bad date. Yeah, like, yeah, you, you just had a bad date. Get over it. You know, mm-hmm. you didn't go through. Yeah. Any, you didn't and go through. Like, any you make trauma. us like people who are actually experiencing yeah. sexual accident. Yeah. That's like, that, but, that's yeah. why I helped Aziz and sorry because he wasn't. The, he's your coaster. He wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't the like. Uh, he was a victim of it. I think so. But it's like he was one of the first cases where like the Me Too movement was like, whoa, you guys are actually taking out of proportion a little bit. Like, but, you know, but don't get me wrong. I, I think that the Me Too movement wrong. was a great step. It is a, an amazing goddamn step that you're calling out these people who's been in place. Like the Harvey Weinstein has been in place for Good. years, yeah. absolutely years, mm-hmm. and no one said mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, no one said anything. I think it just got taken over badly as it usually does you always get those bad parts of the good but I think definitely the good of this movement is is outshining the rest there's always going to be a little bit extreme or unfair call outs such like in my opinion anyways the the Aziz Ansari ones, which hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that is that is one of the worser end of it. What about Morgan Freeman? Because that one was what recent. What about I didn't hear any. See, yeah, I wait, wait. What about Morgan up. Freeman? Don't don't bring up Morgan Freeman in this. What <laughs> yeah. happened to Morgan Freeman? Morgan Freeman has eight separate allegations of sexual assault against him. Oh, recently? Yeah. yeah, recently, like in the last week or two, I heard. Oh, so apparently, what no. see? So, not to say I think this is a case of sexual harassment. Um, because what he would do frequently, I guess, is like an, on an intern, he would, uh, like ask her 
to like flip up her skirt or something like that, and like he was always like googling at her breasts. And, uh, <laughs> 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 I, I like the way you said that, Tom. I like the way mm-hmm. you said that. Thank you. Um, but, uh, anyway, so, you know, definitely, like, no questions, definitely, um, sexual harassment, if it's true. But, is that on the same level as, like, the Harvey Weinstein, where he's, like, straight up raping this is, this is the thing, though. There, we have to understand that there is levels to this. That, um... Someone, oh shit, what's his name? That governor that had the photo of that other person. She's in like a Kevlar vest on a plane. Oh, he's like yeah. pretending to grab her. Like whatever that guy is, whoever that guy. Is. There's there's levels to this. Harvey Weinstein is is about the as bad as it gets. That's like shit and crazy. Ass. Is everybody who gets called out the same as a Harvey Weinstein? No. I don't think so. And oh, that, no. the reason why, because that not. Push that falsely labels someone a horrible, horrible person, mm-hmm. and also makes Harvey Weinstein's acts seem like oh, it's it's not that bad because there's look how many of them there are. It's like you know, it's a common desensitizes. Yeah, it, right? yeah, it brings down how serious this thing is. Is that, that we have to understand that there's levels to this and how one thing doesn't equal everything. Can they be all bad? Yes, but Harvey Weinstein is pretty pretty far end of that. He shouldn't be called. He shouldn't. Everyone shouldn't be likened to just him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that. I think that's just yeah. They devalue it. Interesting. Now, okay. Kind of a tangent, but Change I'm. It up. Yeah, but I have uh, another really interesting thing that happened this last week. So, I'm sure you heard about the Roseanne tweets. I don't know. Okay, I don't. Okay, you briefly mentioned this to me earlier. Yeah. I don't know. And then, and then, the the, and then she... did you hear about the Samantha B thing? No. I okay. Bee. So. Two things. Who's Samantha B. Samantha B. She's like she's a comedy. Comedian? Yeah, okay. she's like a comedian. She's kind of like a Stephen Colbert kind of guy. Wait, yeah, she, a gal. Yeah. She has her own show. Um, so, anyway, so um, what Samantha B. did is uh, she. So, just to give a little bit of background. Uh, there's apparently like some issues going on in the border where uh, children of illegal immigrants are getting separated from their parents, and that's part of the law. Where if you're detaining a family you're not allowed to detain the children for more than 20 days. So you have to release them. And so they have to get either released into like foster care or um, like relatives or something. Um, but uh, what happens is uh, the, uh, so the, these children are getting separated, right? And uh, there's a lot of outcry about that. You know, Trump, why are you doing this? And uh, Ivanka Trump took a picture with uh her kid on Memorial Day, and she's like, my love, uh, happy Memorial Day or whatever. And people are giving her a lot of shit because she, you know, how could she be taking pictures of her child when there's children being separated at the border? And Samantha B was had the most famous uh, response to this picture where she's like, you know, it's all nice that you're having uh, to spend Memorial Day with your child, but uh, maybe you should talk to your father about his awful immigration policy, you feckless C-word. That basically cunt, um, and uh, then she then she kind of goes on to say like, oh, you're you know, put on a low cut dress and and go talk to daddy. I'm sure he'll listen to you. So, uh, you know, she like she said this, and there's a lot of back. There's kind of a lot of backlash from the right side of the aisle, political aisle, and then the left side kind of were like, oh no, she's just a truth teller. But there's the thing that I always hate about you, man. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> the thing 
Yeah, he, 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 he said the C word. I thought it's because he said the C word. He's the C word. The idea is that there are backlash on both sides. There are not everyone on one side or the other that's like, oh, I praise her because she's saying this. I oh, there's a there. lot of people who praise you know her. I mean? There are that. a lot of yeah. people, but that that is, I 100% believe that, you know, what she said was wrong. I don't, but, you know, I don't agree with it as far as attacking her, attacking whatever she looks like, whatever the case may be. But I don't think that y- it's being fair to say, like, oh, everyone on the right side is calling her out on it, but... Okay. Or, sorry, so I, meant to, I, w- I wanted to bring this into context. So now with the Roseanne Barr thing, let me do, quickly just give a quick background. So she sent a tweet that pretty much said something like, I, she was the chief strategist of Obama, I want to say, yeah. something like that. Yeah. And she said that if the Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby, that would be this chick. Very racist tweet, kind of. You know, basically equating her because she thought that she's black to an ape. Pretty racist. And... She got all sorts of help from this. Her show got canceled. Everyone condemned her unilaterally. They all, you know, were pinning her that she's saying this because of Trump, things like that. It was a very not equal amounts of hell given to both parties. Um, which, like, for example, you know, when you look at just the headlines, like, where uh, with Roseanne Barr, everyone was saying, you know, Roseanne Barr tweets racist tweet at something versus, like, Samantha B, where they're like, Samantha B has a strong message for Ivanka Trump. Like, can you see the little bit of no, different so we, treatment? I, I, no. I, <laughs> here's what we were, we were talking about this when we were playing Smash at my house, and I was saying that I was telling Tom that every news, every news outlet has their bias. But what Tom thinks what's happening in the world right now is that, at least in the U.S., is that eighty percent of the news, whatever percent you want it to be, a large majority percent. Is that they're for the left side, and it's just it's it's they they won the culture war, and now they're they're the media is infecting the minds of the people. <laughs> that's a little dramatic. I don't know. Yeah, but, no, but, you, but you get what I'm saying. Where it's but just it's, like it is, way not, it is not unfair to say that the left side does dominate the media mainstream media. Which what you're what you're trying to say is like what I, what I think you're trying to say is that the way that they're phrasing it is they're phrasing it so that the left always looks in a better light than the right side. Right? They definitely give a little bit more wiggle room to left-leaning people rather than right people. I believe so, because there, there was a study on this, and, it, and it, that's the thing. When, when compared to, I think the study was like, I want to say Stanford or something, but you're talking about like Bush's administration, talking about Obama's administration, you're talking about Trump's administration. The percentage of negative news have always remained constant. For all of them, it's always so? yeah. And this is, if I remember what the study was, is that it says that the media in general just leans negative. No one wants to report on anything positive happening to anyone. I don't. But the amount that happens to Trump is a lot higher. And the, I believe that the reason for this is because he's putting himself out there a lot more often. You see him much compared to other presidents. He is much much more active on social media. He's a lot more um, open about him calling out people. He's not the typical president who mm-hmm. kind of keeps everything down, kind of just, and just kind of just like acts presidential. You know, a lot of people sees him and praises him for this, but this is something that happens when you are kind of being more open and more aggressive about your style. It, it, the amount of negative media that's going to be thrown on you, it's going to be there. I would have to take a look at it because I saw a very different study where it might seem constant, but then you have to look at the news sources that, uh, like, for example, obviously Fox News gave a lot more media, negative media press to Obama than they did to Bush or Trump and vice versa. 
the uh, you know CNN and uh, MSNBCs uh, gave a lot of g- good press, I would say, to Obama for the most part, and they've just been hammering Bush, and they hammered, and they're definitely hammering the crap out of Trump. But that's the same thing that happened when it was vice versa. Fox hammers Obama for every little thing. How long? How how many articles were there on? Obama must give his birth certificate. Oh, yeah, dude, come that, on. I agree that so was dumb. Right? That's the thing, though. Like, no <laughs> you, you matter, you they just dumb, but, like, come on. The, like, the idea is that these medias are always going to be leaning towards one side or another. We know this. We know well, that this fact. is going to happen. Fact. But my problem, and I, I've said this many, many times before, is that the, the me, one-side media, the left side, the CNNs of the world, they try to claim themselves to be the objective sources that tell the truth, and they don't have a leaning. While I think that's bullshit, because you can very clearly see that they're on the left side. I, I, looked totally, this, I, I looked this up as well. Fox News says the same thing in their mission statement. Because I remember we argued about this. Mm-hmm. Fox News says that they're the same thing. We are here to tell truths. And facts it's and this it's, it's a news outlet. Mission but they call thing. themselves a conservative network. So, so which is already telling you that they have a certain bias. But they, who cares though? That's the thing though. It's like you are just angry at CNN because they they don't, I guess, own up to it. That's why. But I'm we know. But that's it. Yeah. Everyone knows that CNN is leaning towards left. Right. But when you go around touting, it's. I gave this example earlier. Is for example, when you have like a kid, you're playing with a kid. And you let the kid win, right? And then now the kid is going around bragging about how he beat you, even though, you know, you could have easily beat him in a wrestling match. And it's like, you know, it's all fun and cute. But then when he really starts believing that he beat you, like legitimately, and you say, well, that's not really the truth, per se. stop playing with the dices, man. (laughs) (laughs) It picks it up. Guaranteed. Anyways. (laughs) So, um... So what I'm saying is that, at least with Fox News, they definitely have a bias, no questions, and they still, you know, I, I know even what it's Bill O'Reilly, he says, you know, the spin stops here, yeah, right. Um, but they know that they're a conservative network. I really don't think MSNBC, CNNs, uh, all those uh, media outlets... I think they legitimately think they don't have a bias. How can you say that? You just said it right now, Bill O'Reilly said, this is when the spin ends. This is, this is the truth right here. By the, but I'm saying by the fact that they, Fox News is a conservative network, they say that all the time. When do you hear that from the other side? That they say, we're a liberal or a, or a left-leaning they, but media. But why do they need to say it if it's already like stating the obvious? Because no. no, because again, they're touting their objective truth-seeing, you know, when it's not clearly not. What if their Fox does the same thing yeah. in their mission statement? This is what they said. They say that this is for truth, for I don't have a problem with them saying that we're trying to seek the truth. And we have a bias because again, every single they don't human. They say that we have a bias. No, but Thomas, what Thomas is saying is that by saying we're a conservative network, that they've admitted to it. Indirectly. They're admitting to their bias. But then why? Then Bill, then so when Bill O'Reilly comes around and says that the spin stops here, he's saying that the bias because, doesn't exist. No, no, I'm sure what he's saying is that he's saying that the the facts, you know, that he's stating are, are the truth, uh, and then you know his opinions are his opinions, whatever. Um, I mean, everyone again, everyone has a bias. Uh, there's no way of getting around that, and that's. At least when you admit to it and then you say, you know, I have a bias, but I'm going to tell the truth. Like, I'm going to, you know, give the facts as I see them. Um, that's different from when you're saying is that, 
oh yeah, we're, you know, whatever we say has to be the truth because we don't have the bias. We are, we're just objective media sources. Do you sources. really think that that's what That's it is. legitimately but, how they tout themselves. Here, but here's the thing too, and it, and it is up to the viewers. If you were watching one news outlet, whether it is Fox, whether it's CNN, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. that is your only frame that you are viewing any situation wrong. You have to see both sides. You have to see what Fox is saying. You have to see what CNN is saying. And to say, like, well, it's the it's the media's responsibility to do those things. Yeah, true, it is. But at the end of the day, you decide what you believe. And if you only watch Fox or you only watch CNN and that shapes your entire lens of the world, then you are, I believe, you're doing it wrong. You're not getting the full picture. You're just, you're just looking at this one page of this entire book. Well, I get it. Yeah, uh, that's, that's I'm not denying that by any means. But you, you definitely. But what you're saying is that because viewers shouldn't need to do that. That it's up to the, these news outlets, these media outlets. To no, stay. I, don't think, I, don't that's think not, I don't think that's what Thomas is trying to say. I think what Thomas is trying to say here is not not so much the viewers saying like he's saying that if it was CNN, right? Mm-hmm. If CNN just said that they were a liberal news network, he would be much happier. Because they would be admitting to their own bias, and that way, they wouldn't. They would because again, they they thrive off this idea that they're the objective news source, right? That's their that's their kind of coup de grace, whatever. I don't even know. If that's the right. Yeah, coup de, no, that's not coup de, that's not the right word. Yeah. But um, <laughs> anyways, the point wait, is, wait, I think what you're trying. Okay, I don't, what I'm trying to say is that they're they say that you know we're. Whatever we say is God, and I'm being a little extreme. Is whatever the, whatever we say is gospel because we're objective. We're just telling the truth as we see it, and that's clearly not what they're doing. They're just as biased as Fox News, but they say we're not we're not biased like Fox News. We're we're totally objective. Fox, like Fox says News. The, Fox says the same thing. No, 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 they no, know. That's, that's what, what I'm saying. saying. Fox, going, News, Fox News very clearly says that they are a conservative network that tells the truth, right? This is the truth. This is the facts. This is where, this but, is where but by, there's no bias. Thomas, Thomas is saying that by saying that they're a conservative news network that they've already admitted to it. They're biased. In, indirectly. And, and, indirectly. They're, and CNN feels like they have a one-up on Fox News because they don't have a bias, which is clearly not the case. I think that they know that they have a bias. That's not... Why, why do, you, do you... Yeah, and here's the thing. I think it doesn't really matter. Uh, I think to How a about, certain degree it does because a lot of people... Uh, will dismiss thing information from places like Fox News and whatnot, right, and, I, and because uh, because they're like, oh well, that's just you know that's just some kind of crazy conservative network. And meanwhile, there are people who will give a lot of credence to CNN because they're seen as objective. Ooh, here, here, I got, I, I got, I got a quick analogy. I think will help you today. So let's say there's two people, right? There's uh, there's Jack and then there's Jill. Two different people, right? Jack is is just a complete asshole. And he admits, he knows he's an asshole. And he's like, oh, I'm an asshole. I know what I do is like, I do jerk things. You know, I'm, I'm just this person, right? What Tom is saying is that Jill is also an asshole. They both do the same exact things. But Jill doesn't admit it. Jill thinks like, well, you know, I'm, I'm generally a good person. You know, I'm, I'm always a good person. But she's not admitting to being an asshole, even though everyone knows that she is. And then what Thomas is saying that I, I, I like Jack more because he admits to his own biases. I don't like Jill because she's not admitting to it, even though everybody knows it. And then one more extra caveat to use your example is that Jill's going around saying, I'm better than Jack because I'm not an asshole. I, I guess, yeah. That's kind of a Does CNN really say that they're better CNN than Fox? CNN doesn't. Do they, does but CNN... they both say that to each other. Is... Every media news business 
is going to say, we're better than that guy. Yeah. Because this is our club. Uh, but when you, when you look at the core of it, so that, that's what Thomas is trying to say. He would prefer it if CNN said that they have a bias. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can see that, and I'm like, yeah, true, but does it matter? Does it change anything? Does it change what how they report? Does it change um, the information that they're giving? And to say, just like, let me just look at one news outlet, then... Uh, let's just look at one news outlet, then that, that's just not a good thing to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get it. Like, that's that's not a problem. I totally agree with you need to see um, different news sources to get the right information. I'm just more talking about kind of the pretentiousness of the media that I'm not a huge fan of. Um, anyways, and, and, and just again, I guess going back to the reason why we were talking about it is just seeing the different ways that Roseanne Barr and Samantha Bee were treated by the media. Um, obviously, I would say if I had to pick between which one is worse, I would say the racist tweet by Roseanne Barr is worse than Samantha Bee, right? Um, but uh, Roseanne Barr, first of all, she apologized to hell and back. She basically said, you know, she was on drugs, which <laughs> there's a really funny thing. Yeah, she, was, she said yeah. she was on Ambien. Ambien. And yeah. then Ambien had sent a tweet out, which is like, one of her side effects don't include racism. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, I mean, she like, she apologized. She tried getting the show to come back on just for her 150 people who got fired as a result. Like, you could tell she was obviously apologizing. No dice. Samantha B sends out like one tweet basically saying, oh, you know, what I said was inappropriate. Everyone forgives her. No, like, totally fine. I think it's no, not everyone forgives. Of course not. But is there? But did she? You just want her to get as much backlash as Roseanne Barr. You, you want? I like, would you, want not want as much because, like I said, no, I, no, I'm saying not as much because again, out of the two, I'd say Roseanne was worse, way worse. But I feel like Samantha B did not get enough that she should have gotten. It's just different fan bases at that point. It's like you want these two people if they did the same crime to get like equal justices, right? Equal equal results. I'm just saying the 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 equal result. I know. I, I know. She didn't get enough. I know. <laughs> I know, I know yeah, I mean, what I'm saying is that it wasn't an equal result. That's what you yeah. wanted. You wouldn't yeah. wanted. I'm not result. saying them. They, you know, if they were going to like prison or whatever, they, yeah, they yeah, should yeah. both get 20 years. But yeah. I feel like you know, Roseanne got like 20 years, and Samantha B should have gotten 10 years, but she got like six months. Instead. And you think that's? And you think <laughs> she you got think, like a little slap on the wrist? You, you think she got a slap on the wrist because what she was? But is that but is that also due to public outcry? And this is something that I think with the Roseanne Barr thing that was a qu- good question to ask: is does this cause either precedence or does this pave a good path? If an actor or whoever it is within a company says something completely off, completely bad, should they lose their job over it, or should the company get to decide? Should the market get to decide? Like in this case for Roseanne Barr, should the the viewers because apparently the show was doing amazing mm-hmm. if the viewership declined to a point and it was right after this and it was traced back to this then that's an understandable reason to get rid of her or to cancel the show whatever the case may be mm-hmm. but they just did it based off of this this happened in a quick turnaround no yes no I, I, like I, a day or something yeah within four hours I think. yeah I think, yeah, I think she should have had her show canceled straight up I, I, don't, I, I agree don't think so yeah, I don't I think, think so. so I don't I think, think so. the show should have been canceled because this is a show with the employees I don't know like 100 to 200 people this is a good amount of people she is a part of it I don't watch the show. I've never watched the other yeah. ones. Mm-hmm. But does that mean everybody should lose their jobs? I don't think so. No, it's just an, well, it's just an unfortunate, so, unfortunate uh, collision course. That's it. So what I heard with Roseanne is that it's a little different because Roseanne 
the show is very much about Roseanne, the character. And Roseanne kind of... It's supposed to be kind of like somewhat of a portrayal of her regular life. And so it's almost as if the Roseanne in the show was being that kind of racist attitude, which is the reason why they decided to fire her, which I think it was right for them to fire her. Because it's kind of... It's similar to the whole NFL thing. Like, you know how they're... they're Before we bring the NFL... I, I want to go back to what Kevin said. I think it, it sucks what happened to the other 150 people, but I think it's it's just a necessary it's it's just a, a a circumstance of the issue that they're in. Well, if, no, I think that there's ways around it. Like, how, example, what's the way around it? Uh, like, okay, there's two things. I don't know. If the, I never watched the show, so I can't back right. you up. Well, but you say that the show is I don't believe it. the show mimics her life. It's supposed to be. It's supposed it, to be very much about. Her. Regardless, well, the show yeah. can't run without it, her, right? Yeah, well, it can't. You cancel the show. That's the thing. I think it can be run without her, from what I'm hearing. And it's the same thing with the uh, Two and a Half Men. When Charlie Sheen went off the deep end, right. they replaced him, put someone else in. They were able to write it out. And from what I'm hearing is that that could have been done here. There's a way to write yeah. her out I don't know and provide can. the rest. I, of I, again, I'm, I'm with Kelly. I've I'm never sure seen the show. I don't, I don't know anything about the show. Can you write her out? I don't know if you would be able to write out. Let's Roseanne. say, let's say there's two. There's two Especially because the show is Roseanne. Yeah, okay, let's say that there's no. You, okay, there's yeah. There's two circumstances. Well, yeah, the, you can either write her out or you can't do it, and you have to cancel the show. Yeah. Do you I feel like they gave it a shot? If it's a turnaround of four hours, they didn't even think that was an option. That's, they thought, they that's, that's why I think they, that's, that's a bad how dire it was. Yeah. I don't think it was either, that bad that they like just we gotta cancel the show. This is it. No, this remember, is this is done. not some fictional character that the the yeah, actor Charles, is yeah, playing. It's like this is Roseanne. This is the, not the, the Roseanne. Show. What's the title? Listen, of the that's show. like as if that's the like title of the show is Roseanne, but the, have, the one, actor it is Roseanne Barr. Yeah, the actress is Roseanne Barr, but she's playing like a mom married to John Goodman with kids. And stuff like that. You know who Roseanne is in real life? A comedian who right. goes out and does all these things. But it's not the same as like what you were trying to use with the Charlie Sheen thing. Because it's not like Charlie Sheen is playing as Charlie Sheen in Two and a Half Men. And he's I a different character. And I don't believe that in Roseanne. That she's playing herself. Is she playing a comedian? Okay, what, what about okay? What about the remember like the show? Everybody well, loves Raymond. Everybody loves she's Raymond. Right. You guys remember that show? Everybody. Loved, if you take out Raymond in the TV show, everybody loves Raymond. It's like he's he's playing himself, mm-hmm. but you can't you can't take out the main character like that. I think it's a big part of it. Yes. So what you're saying? I, guess, I yeah. think that there were different avenues that could have been to save least, to save to the jobs of those ex- people. Yes, yeah, so to at least explore to save the jobs of all these people. But you know, at the end of the day, this business wants to do this. Does it create yeah. a weird precedent? Or no. I don't want to say precedent because it's it's been done for other shows. Yeah. You know, but does it create a weird precedent where if someone on that cast does something bad? Well, we cancel the show now. We gotta cut it off at the source. Nope. And I understand that from a business standpoint, you don't want to be associated with nope. any of that backlash. Mm-hmm. Makes sense, right? But is that a good mm-hmm. thing for companies to be doing? Yeah, I think in this case, like I agree, like on the whole, it's probably not the best. But I think in this case, it was warranted to fire her because again, it was she was so ingrained in the product that when she affected the product, essentially. They needed to take action to preserve themselves, the company. Mm-hmm. It's like, like I was trying to get into the NFL thing where uh, in the NFL now it's uh, if you kneel during the national anthem, you get fined. Yeah. And they say that's like you know a real bad encroachment on their freedom of speech or whatever. And uh, what I was thinking is that you know the national anthem is part of the football game and it's kind of like a part of their product. And so the players are kind of indirectly harming the product by kind of protesting. It's definitely their viewership went way down as a result of that kneeling stuff. 
Um, and so I think it was completely fair that the NFL instituted these fines. I think that it was warranted that, you know, again, they're a, they're a, a private business. They yeah. can do whatever they want as well. They can, you know, uh, institute whatever policies they want in their business. Um, in order to protect their product. So I think the same thing kind of happened here with Roseanne, that they needed to protect their product. Yeah. I disagree with this, because I don't believe the national anthem is a direct course of their product. Their product is football. It is a part of it. It happens at every game. Right. But is every game televised? Is, every, is that portion of every game televised where the national anthem plays? Very much so. Yeah. I, I don't think so. I think so, for a lot of... It's, it a is lot a of the times there's a lot more there's yeah. it's tradition, but it's a lot more focus on the final. It's focused on the game. Yeah, it's focused yeah, on the game. You get way more at the, at the end of the but, day. But that's like kind of saying that the it's the kind of like saying like the halfway show, the halfway show, right? Is that what it's called the you know halftime halftime show? Sorry, halftime. <laughs> yeah, show. the halftime show is not a product of the NFL. Oh. It is. It's, it's a very concert, much yeah. a part of it, the, the game. Their product NFL is football. And I think well, of that course, they yeah. focus but regardless, on NFL is a private organization that they could choose to do whatever they want within the private organization I, I without like, breaking the law. I, I do know. feel like that they did reach a middle ground where they, they did provide them ability to say, "Hey, if you don't want to, you can stay inside the lockers. Yeah, yeah, stay inside the locker room. Stay inside. I think like the medical tent, whatever the case may be. You just can't be out here, kind of doing this yeah. unless you get fined. Because so yeah, I, it's I, a I bad find publicity. Right? I do feel yeah. like that. They, yeah, they try to find a good middle ground, and it's mainly due to not everybody agreeing. There's no one choice. Because there's so many teams, there's so many um, organizations within it that disagree. You got coaches on one side that kneels with their teams, but you have coaches on the other side that says that if you don't, if you kneel, you are off. Yeah, there's there's a, a wide span of opinions on this, and I, I feel like they did find a good middle ground for this. You know, give but them the ability. You could say a good common ground. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so we're, we're, quick break. we're gonna go on a quick break, guys, and we'll be back to talk more. We're losing, we're losing daylight here. All right, we're losing time, and we're back. And now we're gonna take a complete 180 turn and talk about something completely different. You're being a little bit on the nose, my friend. <laughs> I think the Bohemian Rhapsody movie is good. It looks great. The trailer looks awesome. Nah, so, oh, so it yeah. looks it I looks like a fun. general tribute to some band that had like what two good songs. Did the Beatles have a movie? Oh my! Oh, yeah. oh, oh well, my by the way, there we go. I can't believe we just lost all, all our imaginary <laughs> fans. We just lost everybody here. Oh, everyone's gone. You're, you're trying good. to you're trying to shit on convince a classic, me. Buddy. Convince me. Change my mind. Okay. Shut the fuck up. Okay, okay, guys. Anyways. Um, so why do you think that it's going to be a great movie? Oh, I like it. It, I know, it, it just looks good. The like, trailer got me interested. I don't know what the story is about Queen or anything like that. And even that, I, I only know a fair, like, what, a handful of songs that are good? No, the, song, yeah, the, the, song, the songs are recognizable, though. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, they are right. You I can't can think say, of, like, We Will, we will Rock You. Well, but, okay. And then... Do you uh, think that the Facebook movie was going to be good? Do you know, you know, really talk about Mark Zuckerberg's life. I like social networks. It was good. Was good. I'm not saying that he wasn't that that band is not iconic of an era. I'm just, I guess maybe I'm just not that interested in those kind of like tribute movies. Yeah, there. but the Facebook movie was good. Who's that guy who plays? Uh, oh, dude, I don't know, but he played it. He played the hell out of him. He's, he's also in Zombieland, like, right? Is he yeah, he's in yeah, Zombieland. Guy. But he's also in Batman vs Superman. Jesse Heisenberg, right? Yes, yeah, he, he also plays. He also plays Lex Luthor. He plays Lex Luthor, which is not the greatest casting ever. Could have been better. But wasn't he also in that like magic movie? Uh, now you see it. me. 
Yeah, now you see me. Yeah, he's now you see me. Because he's I like, still he haven't seen now you see me. He too. plays this really good kind of like snobby genius kind of thing. Yeah. That kind of role. He plays that well. Which Facebook. Uh, Lex Luthor, except Lex Luthor is supposed to be more terrible. intimidating. He's no, he was good actor, just a terrible pick. It's like that's not Lex Luthor, you know what I mean? But he was playing well for what he was given, I guess. Yeah, I guess he's not a bad actor. I think he's a good actor. I mean, I, like we were top actors. I'm gonna say it. Leonardo DiCaprio is probably on top there. Matt, Matt Damon, Damon, Matt Damon's up there. Up there. Matt Damon definitely is up there. Uh, I would put Jeremy Renner, of course. Even though he's really? not that great of an actor, no. but I just like him. But then he's not a top actor. Yeah. But he, I just like him. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Are we talking objectively or, or biasly? Just like what? no. I'm just saying, what's your top actor? Top actor. Oh, top actor. I think you said he was your top actor. I don't think. No, so. I think yeah. Matt Damon was a very good actor. I actually think that, like for example, Jess Heisenberg, um, Jesse Heisenberg. Has a really good range. He can do like a pretty good you job. Wait, you two minutes ago you just said he's just really good at playing this. No, I'm saying he does guy. a good job at that role, but I feel like you know he can go around, he can move around. He wasn't a snobby genius in Zombieland. He was more just an awkward person. Oh, Zombieland was so good. Was yeah, you didn't watch it? I feel like I don't remember. It has, um, who's that? Who, who played Tallahassee? No, Tallahassee. I know you frequently get Tallahassee and Tallahassee. I'm drawing a huge blank on who it is. Damn. He's cool, though. Woody Harrelson? Woody Harrelson, that's the one. Yeah. He's this Hunger Games guy. Yeah. Oh, every yeah. time I think of Woody Harrelson... Wait, 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 wait. Take a step back. He's in Hunger Games? He's in Hunger Games. Yeah. He was he's the, uh, he was the previous he's the advisor. winner. Yeah, he's like he's the advisor, advisor. dude. He got drunk a Dude, lot. Dude, yeah. Wow, you're right. I just remember Woody yeah. Harrelson when he did that one AMA on Reddit. And then he's like, cool, guys. Let's keep it about Rampart. You guys remember that? No. What are you talking about? What's a Rampart? Exactly. Okay, it was a movie. It was, uh, <laughs> it was, he did an AMA on Reddit. And this is like... this. I mean, Reddit's still really big. But when he did an AMA, he thought it was more like a like an interview or anything. He didn't think it was like an ask me anything. So people were asking questions about like random stuff because then they asked him anything. And he thought it was supposed to be just about his movie mm-hmm. and then it turned out to be the most downvoted AMA ever and every it had like a, it had zero points on it everything that he ever commented was just like in the negatives in the thousands because <laughs> everyone's like dude you're giving the worst it's like the worst AMA ever you're, you're giving like such shitty answers right now wasn't the worst one the uh, EA Battlefront or oh, yeah. was the worst tweet uh, no, no, that that was a that was a comment. Where's that was a comment on. I don't know if it was an AMA. I think it was an AMA. Uh, I think it was EMA. Yeah, yeah, but that was the most downvoted one by far. But this was like back in the day. This was like a couple years, ago, like five years ago. The movie uh, Rampart. I still want them to make a good Battlefront. They're never gonna make it. I'm never it's trusting f- any EA game ever. Did you, did you guys touch Battlefront two? Because I didn't touch Battlefront two. I didn't touch Battlefront two, but I remember Battlefront one. Even though, it, to be fair, it was very shallow. Hundred percent. Very Other shallow. Games are very shallow. Huh? Just, All their yeah. games are very shallow. Yeah, but it was definitely well done. I feel like I feel like well done in the, graphical the, sense. Yeah, graphical sense. The sound. Did you was play amazing. the original Battlefront two? Oh, long, long time. Oh, I don't. I, don't, I, I liked it. Don't you, tell me nostalgia goggles. I liked it. I a lot. came back and played like Jade Empire and Republic Commando, and I'm like, holy shit, these are these are dated. The public commander was kind of What's that thing for dinner? You are hard to look at. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker, you are hard to look at. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, graphics only can take you so far. I mean, I I think graphics are important. Gameplay. But, but gameplay is way more important. I definitely feel like Battlefront 1 anyways captured a good sense of 
what is it like to be in the Star Wars universe and like kind of like on hot shooting, being a stormtrooper, running through. Yeah, but it's the game. Talking an Ewok. <laughs> yeah, but the game's not fun, and the game's not fun. I'm not gonna play a game if it's not fun. Right. That's true, but it was fun for a while. It's been for a little while. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it was just the hype, you know. Was everyone was like yeah. super excited about it. Same with Battlefield One. I feel like I did not get my money's worth in Battlefield One. We should have played more multiplayer on Battlefield One. But we just—it's something that we think we need to address. Is that we just are not into Battlefield games. Battlefield games in general, we like multiplayer, just or like that. Much. We we like games where we can have a little bit more um, impact. Well, impact and communication between one another. Because we want to play as like a group. And, like, games that we play, League of Legends, yes. Overwatch, we play Rainbow Six Siege sometimes, yeah. even PUBG and uh, Fortnite, things that we were a team. Well, in Battlefield, you're kind of like, you're, yeah, in a, you're in a big army. It's a huge army, huge yeah. map. You could spawn on each other and try to stay close to each other, yeah. but yeah, it all that gets done so quickly. Yeah. What was that one game that, like, was supposed to have, like, 256 players versus 266? That's, like, Side 2, I think. Planet Side. Was it Planet Side? I want to say it was something, like, Hive or something, or, like... Uh, yeah, but I feel like at, at a certain point, it's just for us, you know. Maybe we're welcome. We just probably suck at it. But um, I think those are just not our type of games. Mm-mm. I like Daunt- Dauntless. 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 Yeah, and it's the new. Yeah, we've only been playing it for a couple days, but it's pretty fun. But what we were saying last night was like we just haven't played a game like this ever. For, well, yeah, we haven't played a game that ever. was like a boss focus. You guys game. played Dark Souls, didn't you? You guys played the, the co-op Dark Souls? True. Yeah, but the yeah. co-op was awful in Dark Souls. It's no, such a hassle. Yeah, they didn't they didn't really want you to play co-op. But yeah. Dark Souls, I guess, yeah, but I love Dark Souls. Dark Souls was amazing. Yeah. Okay. If, if they made it so you could just hop in a server, get in there, and we're all together, respawn again together, boom. Love now, it. now we have Dauntless. We just have to beat the fucking uh, lightning, dude. I'm just excited for well it makes me give I guess a little bit more um, attention towards Monster Hunter 2 because it's supposed to be like Monster Hunter light yeah yeah so hopefully it just doesn't go overboard you know where you start getting so overwhelmed that you don't know what's going on. It has, like, too much stuff. Yeah, like, this one is nice. Dauntless is nice because nice everything is, like, linear. You know, yeah. like, fight this guy, and then you go and fight this guy. Yeah. But I do want it to become more complex. I, like, something I think we were talking about. Dude, we about. can't even beat Drask. This is, we're only on the third island. Well, I was talking, when we were, I think it was after CTC'd or something. <laughs> but uh, Thomas, uh, went, Thomas went to bed, IDC. Yeah, but Tom and me were talking about this, and we were saying, like, What's the point of going back fighting a uh, the beaver guy? Does his parts right. do anything Spo- anymore? Spoiler alert, we fight the beaver guy again. Well, yeah, we fight like an upgraded yeah, version. Yeah, we fight the upgraded version of beaver. Well, why would you ever fight the level one version again? Yeah. Because the armor, it, like, when you, like, all, you know, I have like 20 scar and hides, and I have no freaking clue what to do with them. Yeah, they're, they're nothing. You just salvage it for notes. Uh, I heard notes are not even that important. No, like I, I have, I've never had a fear of running because I don't even know what to spend the currency on. Yeah, so yeah. When you upgrade armor, it's like thirty notes, and you have like two thousand notes. You're gonna definitely have to balance that out. <laughs> or not? Yeah. Ba- okay, I don't want to say balance. We're gonna have to have a money sink for it. Yeah, because it's it's a free to play game. They don't want you to be like, oh, you have so much notes and currency that you're fine. They're gonna be like, well, this is gonna cost like twenty grand. Nah, so yeah, buy some, buy some of this. Buy with real money and then you'll be fine. No, I, they're definitely going to tweak the economy and the currency system a bit. But I am, I am interested. Like, yeah, what would you do? But I mean, think about it. Any other MMO, 
or any other like you don't go against the old dungeons and fight them like when you played Final Fantasy when I played World of Warcraft like I would only go to the old dungeons just for fun just to look through it but I would one shot everything well no no so in Final Fantasy <laughs> in Final Fantasy you ever go to the you... dead mines you guys remember the dead mines anybody no I didn't I... mines Oh no, you're talking about World of Warcraft. I'm talking about World of Warcraft. I'm thinking Final Fantasy. I'm the Dead Mines. I'm not the first dungeon. Models. Models. Do you remember the first? Do you remember the first dungeon you did in World of Warcraft? Regardless, it's like no. if you did like if you're doing a level 100 dungeon and then you went to if you went to the end game of Vanilla WoW, the level 60 dungeon where you fight Ragnaros or whatever, you could one shot them at level 100 because because <laughs> the gear is so fucking high right now. Well, yeah, I just think it's funny because it's like Ragnaros is like I am the destroyer yeah, 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 yeah. world. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, why would I? Why would anybody go to the old content again? Well, okay, so in, so at least in Final Fantasy, what they did is you do random dungeons. So there was like a separate queue to do random dungeons where you could get an old dungeon, and uh, you just get a bonus at the end with bonus like loot and stuff like that. What to, loot would you need from a lower level dungeon? Well, no, no, not like lower level, but you would get currency? like yeah, you'd get like currency where you, you can exchange outside of the dungeon. To get like current level loot, that doesn't seem fair. Well, no, it was it was a way to encourage people to play the older content so that newbies didn't get stuck in the old content and trying to find you know four other players or three other players. So I thought it was a really clever way to. Which don't get me wrong, the old dungeons are really freaking boring. But uh, was there that much of a lack of people that there yeah. wasn't? That's what I'm thinking. Is that how big the community? I know, like, so the community is pretty. You know, it's actually the. Top number two subscribed MMO ever. I think even so if you behind didn't, World of Warcraft. Even if you didn't have that, you would always have people playing the World of Dungeons because people would roll new characters and they're well, trying new classes. True, but a lot of people are at the higher end of the of the spectrum. Like like the the million players anybody. are like. Well, no, of course you can always find people, but instead of like it taking five minutes, it takes like twenty five or thirty minutes. And so in a way to balance that out, they introduced yeah, they introduced old dungeons in this with a new queue and that dropped the queue down. But you know, it depends. Like if you're a tank, you're gonna get it in like two seconds. If you're a DPS, it's gonna take longer because a lot more people play DPS. So I guess it just depends. But it was I thought it was a smart way to bring back old dungeons or to make them relevant enough where you're just not stuck waiting for like 30, 40 minutes. So what would you want to do in Dauntless for the old dungeons? Because I mean, for the old behemoths, because you could fight the... What I know is that they have actually um, a damage cap for if you have too high gear. So oh, you're, okay. You're damage. But it's like, at the same time, why would you fight them? Because there's no... There's like zero loot that there's you There's zero incentive. Right? But I think the thing about like yeah, World of Warcraft or Final Fantasy, we this game is very centered around only having like... I don't know the amount, but let's say 20 of these behemoths. These yeah. are There's only 20 of these bosses. Yeah. While in Final Fantasy, you're going to have, like, I don't know, a lot of things to fight through, an entire dungeon to go through, you have all these things. So, Dauntless is going to have to find some way to make it it interesting, unless they keep introducing new guys. They keep introducing new guys. Which is fine, I'm fine with that. Or they just make guys harder. They should make it where, at some point when you're upgrading, that you have to start using different hides. So, for example, like, let's say once you get to your level 2 Charnog... Uh, weapon or whatever, then you need to start using like two Skarn hides and two Trikes and two of these, and then you can upgrade. That way, you have to go to these different ones to but upgrade your weapon. I definitely still think that they should somehow try to make it a challenge. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like the damage has to be, it has to be a challenging fight. When we know that the Gus going back isn't quite a challenging fight compared to the yeah. Lightning guy who destroyed us. And then we went back and fight that guy before, and we're like, oh, this is so easy. Yeah. yeah. So they have to make it so that it is 
not just a breeze to walk through. Whether that means increasing the damage, lowering your damage, whatever. They need to scale it. Yeah, scale yeah. it according to like your Slayer level or something. Yeah, and then that way it's a lot more damage. Like make the the frequency of attacks more frequent or no. whatever. I don't know something. They should just have hard behemoths. They shouldn't make it so. Drask is kicking our ass right now. I think it's fine. <laughs> and we don't even know how far this goes. <laughs> I don't see. I don't, again, I don't want to run out of content. I'm just saying. Like, I don't want to run out of content either. But uh, unless they go like League of Legends kind of production style, where it's like, here's a new character, here's yeah, another one, yeah. here's another one. <laughs> that's that's good. Roll I, like that I am fine with that, but that's hard to keep up with. League yeah. has like a League has a budget. <laughs> That's I mean, League's got a lot of champions now. Remember when we, when we first started playing League, it was like, what, 20 characters? No, no. no, no, no I think no. it's the, when it they originally released like it, it was 35 40. or 40. 40. Yeah, there's yeah. 40 original. Well, where, where is it standing now? 150 or 100. No, 130, Shit. I would say. At 130, yeah. Yeah, something like that. It's definitely above 100. Too, they used to release them every two weeks. They were just crazy oh, yeah, yeah, people. It was insane. Who plays like Ash anymore? I did a lot, of time, <laughs> but I picked the wrong keystones because apparently keystones are fucking matter. I picked the wrong masteries, right? And then everyone's giving me shit. Everyone's like, "Cause you know how you could you could like all click everything and it gives it types in the chat. So if you click flash on uh, someone's character, mm-hmm. it'll be like Ash Flash. So you let other people know that Ash used her flash. Mm-hmm. You can click everything in the game, Kelly. I didn't know that. You I, can yeah, all it's click. It's smart pings now. Yeah, it's called yeah. smart pings. It's been a while. So if I like, if I alt click. Like uh, an item, like a Phantom Dancer, like Phantom Dancer can purchase now. Yeah. That, it'll say that in chat in the chat box, so you can all click everything. So when I started the game, everyone's all clicking my keystone, saying like whatever perseverance thing, <laughs> something something tricky. Aftershock, shame, I was playing Ash, and I was, I was actually doing pretty good, but uh, it I forgot who I was playing against. I was playing against like a Jinx or something. I got fucked. What uh? And Kyle got mad. Yeah. What uh? <laughs> Kyle was saying. Uh, our other friend is that what would be really cool game mode for them to release limited time one is the beta like the original OG League of Legends first right. 40 people and all the old graphics <laughs> all the <laughs> old balance but we again I, I guess this, we're talking about like this nostalgia goggle I'm, I'm scared for Vanilla WoW we're gonna go back to Vanilla when they release that Vanilla WoW we're gonna come back and remember, remember how much more of a grind it is. How much more I, I bland it is. Again, you know what? It's not just because bland. I think it, it it was probably more bland. But I think back then, levels actually meant something. You couldn't True. just buy a free True. level 100. Yeah. Like if you were level 60, that took you a month of like playing almost every day. Who wants yeah. to do that? Anymore. No, no, no. Your attention spans yeah. are so short. Yeah, well, yeah, it's yeah. not the attention span. I think it's just that at that point, that was the... That was still like a revolutionary yeah, game, that was you know. That crazy, was a, yeah. that was a good game. Yeah. That was beating everyone else, and then, but for them not to become stale, they started adding more things, adding more things to have more fun, trying to streamline things. They optimize it. Yeah, like, did you guys play Vanilla WoW? Because I played Vanilla WoW. I, I got, to, I got to sixty. I got like no. forty. Yeah, I got my. I actually did play until like Mist of Pandaria. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I played, I played Vanilla WoW, and it was like, like it, it sucked. I, I grinded. <laughs> it's it, to me, it's like. You know, we were talking about cars earlier. Go back and drive a car from, like, the 1960s, 
It's a pain in the ass. It's probably a pain <laughs> in the ass. It breaks their bed. A lot of people like oh, it. Oh, but yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, no. People the people love it. They're well, on the outside, love they love it, right? But on the inside, it's all souped up. No, right? no, 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 no. Sometimes no, they love the... Yeah, purists want, like, the stock cars, low miles. They want... There's some, like, some people, they have, like, the BMW... The M3s are, like, if you ever see them, those are, like, the performance car of the 3 Series, right? So you ever see, like, a 328i? If you see the M badge in front of a number, the M3, M4, M5, whatever, it's, like, their performance... Like their their track cars, you know, mm-hmm. and if you have an M3 car today, it might be different from a car the a BMW M3 from like 1980s or 1990s because that might have a different feel, it might have like different features yeah. and stuff, you know. Because yeah. people, especially when it comes to like Porsches and stuff, like saying like once they added a turbo to a Porsche, it's like it took away the soul of the car because Porsches don't have turbos; they're just um, naturally aspirated engines, and they just they just go, you know, they they do their thing. But it's like once they added the turbo, now there's like turbo lag and there's this. It doesn't feel it has doesn't have the same soul. So that's why they actually prefer the older cars to now. But that, see, like I I respect it. Can't do it. <laughs> I want just strap me up with a future. And I, I'm the same way, dude. I want brakes. I want as much I want as much luxury stuff as I want. But people they they drive because they want the engagement for what it. That's uh, like saying stick, it's like saying stick shift versus now they have. Yeah, it's true. not an automatic transmission anymore. It's a it's a dual clutch transmission. So it's like um, it has a computer and it has two different clutches and it'll automatically like read your mind of which the next gear that you want to select and use like little paddle shifters. And then it could shift faster than any human could ever do. And you have the fastest track times ever. But then people, some people, like the purists, they prefer to drive stick shifts because it's more engaging, it's yeah. more fun. Yeah. Even if they engage the clutch and they have to shift manually, they, they say it's more fun and engaging. You have more connection to what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, you have, you have you a connection get, to the car. It's kind of like, I guess, when self-driving cars eventually come, there are going to be people who are like, well, I want to drive. I want to have, like... I want to do it. I want to have yeah. this connection with my vehicle. Yeah, but these driving. are people who love cars. Yeah. People who love and again, so yeah, it's two, two different types of people. It's like, I see a car as an appliance. <laughs> it's <laughs> a microwave. <laughs> from point A to point B. Yeah. Comfortably. You know, I want as many creature comforts as possible. I want it to auto-pad for me. You just want a giant I want, microwave. Yeah. <laughs> I want cooled seats. I want heated seats. Uh, I, want I don't think you need that much shit. I, just, I want a good hey. engine. Well, good engine that won't break down. See, you want, see, you want something reliable. You, you guys, enough, you want, I feel like that's like clients. you want a restaurant to serve you food that doesn't make you throw up. That's just kind of like the bare bones. Yeah, you, well, you, you, know, you, know, you, you want a good engine. Everybody wants a good engine. You want a good engine too, but well, I guess for me, it's like I'm not gonna pay you. I don't want a luxury see? car. I don't see? need that. Don't need that. I'm man. not even. I mean, even luxury cars. But it's like, do you want like a? Do you drive for fun? Like, do you want... Like, yeah, yeah, I guess I think. See, it's like, have you, have you ever... I've never drove have, for, like, fun. Well, it's... Just, like, <laughs> just for, like, shits and giggles. Yeah. No, I've never done it before. I mean, to, to be fair, sweet. like, none of us, I would say, has has stepped into, like, a really nice, like, performance yeah. vehicle. Like a, like, a really nice performance vehicle where you're just, like, take it around a track or you take it around, like, a, like a windy road, like a Big Bear Mountain or something. You just, mm-hmm. like, just, just go, you know? I've never sat in a, in a fast car before, so I don't know what it's like. So I'm in a Civic going up big, very serious. So at this point, it's like, it's like ignorance is bliss. You don't know what you have until you're, until you're missing it, you know? So True. if you have ever sat in a Porsche and took it for a test drive, I haven't. But if, if you do, and they're like, wow, this is... It's like almost being in a roller coaster every day. You you can have that feeling if you pay $100,000. <laughs> I think the problem for me is also like, oh, you gotta pay for fuel. You gotta know that you gotta... No, I, mean, yeah, like, yeah, I wanna yeah. go on a nice ride. 
I got to pay. Hey, you know what they say? It's the smiles per gallon. It's not how much you're paying. You just you just put in the gas. Who says like any other activity? <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah, people. Say it's a, I think at that point, it's like it's a hobby, right? You you, yeah, pay, yeah. you pay for your hobby yeah. and you, you drive for the enjoyment for it. You you go for it. You know, right. we don't think like that. But then again, we don't. Maybe one of us would if we ever well, drove a fast car. We drove like a nice. Uh, it doesn't even have to be luxury because there's a difference between like sports cars and luxury cars. Like if you have a Mercedes, like. S-Class has all the super nice, luxurious limousine creature comforts. But if you drive like a sports car that's meant to be like, have like a stiffer suspension, stiffer chassis, it might not feel, as, it's not as comfortable, but you're like, you, you ride the road, you know, because you're just trying to go fast and you're just trying to do it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, there's two different kinds of cars. What, We've what never is, sat in that, so we don't know what it's like. Cadillac? Is it, is it the Cadillac? No, Cadillacs are dead, dude. <laughs> Cadillac General Motors is gone, dude. <laughs> oh, it's not like, I remember there was a brand of car. I forgot what it was. I remember yeah. I was listening to... Um, um, a podcast it was like Joe Rogan and some guy who just deals only with like luxury shit. It's really interesting to kind of see like the glimpse of that stuff. Yeah. But um, he was saying this brand of car just like their goal is to make you just just, just levitate. Like <laughs> you want to just be gliding. You don't feel the yeah. road at all. You you don't want to remember that. Yeah, the highest end like the highest end Mercedes, the highest end BMWs. You feel that luxury. If they they give you every sense of luxury. I mean, you paid you paid a penny for it, but. You feel that sense of luxury, dude. You know what they have? The fucking the BMWs, like the fucking seven series, whatever. They have like a, they have a camera or some sensor or something, where instead of using like a touchscreen or whatever, you could wave your hand and you, it'll make you do. If you want to like, move the volume up, you just do this with your hand. <laughs> and then you want to put the volume down. Is it this? While you're driving, so it's like you don't have to touch anything because people uh, have the, the tactile. Oh, you just and then if you have like, I remember it was like, it was like one of my professors the teachers like, if you want to answer the phone call, you just like, you, know, if you put it like this, and then it'll automatically do it for you. And then if you want to hang up, you just do this. <laughs> when you're saying, like, by the way, when you're saying you're doing this, you're like you're putting your hand to your. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess, you're, I guess you're waving your yeah, volume control you, up yeah, and down. Yeah, you're using your hand. I guess I totally forgot about that sense, but. Yeah, I mean, like the luxury cars, like they're they're full luxury, supple leather, whatever you want, the greatest sound. I want system. the most endangered animals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just, I'm filthy be, rich. Yeah. What would be like a really interesting skin to put in a car, like like a giraffe one? You know what I mean? Like I don't know. <laughs> I think I think the people that have been doing cars for a while, I think they, they got chose. They I got think the right, they got yeah, the yeah, right. The I don't think you need to Classic. hunt a polar bear. <laughs> you don't need to reinvent the wheel. I'm just saying for for luxury sake saying yeah. you know we have people walking around with the different fur coats well that's not really a thing anymore but yeah. when they used to they're like this is from like an otter that's so i don't know i feel like that's so weird yeah. you know i, 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 I don't know I'm not into that. especially yeah, i think today a lot of people don't wear i mean like I they probably like do be shamed in the streets well i mean like, well, i don't even be shamed, be shamed in the street, but you definitely less, get, like, less demand there's definitely yeah, less but demand for it i think also when you look back at like um, you see it in like antique stores when you look back and you see like uh, jewelry or furniture they're very gaudy you know that they're like very like showy, which, giant which, which, jewelry. What jewelry store are you looking for, at? I look like, at, yeah. at the local. No, no, I'm, I'm talking about like I'm talking about like antique stores. Like, you oh, see these like stores. old school like necklaces and they're like huge diamonds. We um, I was in the back um, in the day, dude. Yeah, me and my me and my girlfriend were walking around, and I think we saw it in an antique store, mm-hmm. and it was like a full on like crocodile <laughs> biting another crocodile, <laughs> and it, like I'm on the tail, and it's like wraps around your neck, and just all these like. I'm assuming not real diamonds, but just like shiny. Yeah. It's an antique store for a reason. I'm pretty sure it's more but, minimalist nowadays. But someone bought it and wore it around. Someone bought it and was like living the dream. This is it, man. This is I want this. <laughs> what do you think in like 50 years when antique stores they're gonna have all of this kind of like minimalist, like very basic stuff? You feel like antique stores are just gonna 
I, die honestly, out at some point. I think anti-heroes are. I think they're already on their way out. They're just seen as a novelty at this point. Right, yeah. but they still got you know in certain towns, especially kind of like Santa Barbara had like four or five different antique stores, very big there. Well, we could roll down the same downtown. Um, Santa Ana over here, and you find antique stores. Yeah, you, yeah. you can find. I don't, them, I don't know what, if they're doing well. I think what Tom's saying is like, what would be antique stores when we're like 60, uh, 70, right? Like, are know. we going to take this like kind of basic modern black, you know, coffee no. table and, and sell that as antique? You know what I mean? It's going to be electronics, dude. I feel like there's just going to be like electronics, like old school antique, antique electronics. electronics. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah well, we already see, see that. that now. You see like a stereo. I, I never understood it. There's one down the street. Um... It's like stereo stores and like mattress. I mean, I guess a mattress is not a good example, but yeah, mattress stores are terrible. <laughs> but like stereo stores or like, do you, like when you when you see like a blockbuster, you you will drive and you're like, oh, that's going out soon. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's walking out. Yeah. Tape store. Yeah. yeah. That's these these are disappearing. They're going away. Yeah. We're gonna see them again. It'll be something new. It's just gonna be uploaded straight to your brain, and they'll be like. Look at these DVDs. <laughs> they had to use this machine, like a like a DVD player or an Xbox. <laughs> no, no, we just plug it in now. Everything's VR. Oh, what are you doing here, by the way, Kelly? No, I'm not strapping up a VR. Anymore. No, you don't need to strap up a VR. I'm saying, uh, I guess you don't. I don't know if you have the room for it. Don't got the if room. You, if you move a couch here, instead of buying a TV, you could use this big ass white wall. Use a projector. Yeah, that no, would projector be cool. Projector. projector would be cool. Yeah. Although, yeah. I. The quality of projectors are great. Like they're not, well, well, they're better, but not as good as a TV. Yeah. Um, like, I feel like it's just not quite the same. I guess you really need to get, like, a good setup in order for a projector to be good quality. So sometimes I don't feel like it's worth it. It's just more like, wow, projector. Well, projector is nice for, like, you know, big showing, like, crowded people, so... Yeah. yeah, and it also saves room. Like, you strap a projector up here. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah, you don't need a TV. It's not bad. It's not a bad idea, but I think you need a big wall. Mm-hmm. Also fills up the wall. I don't know. It is, I don't know. I don't need a TV. Don't need a TV. Don't need a projector. I'm cool with just streaming things. Very bare like bones in the studio, huh? Yeah. Very bare bones. Anything I'm gonna watch is gonna be what Netflix, Netflix, YouTube. That's kind of about it. That's like yeah, cable dying. Yeah. The, hell. Oh, oh, yeah. the cable's been gone, dude. Yeah, it's been going out. That's why they package it with all the TV. Like you have to buy if you want internet. You gotta buy TV with it. It's stupid. Well, you get a discount. It's not like you have yeah. to. I don't have cable. Yeah, I don't have phone. I have no cable but phone, it's yeah. it's way cheaper if you do. So instead of like, I think I pay like fifty bucks a month or something for my internet. I could only pay thirty bucks if I got TV and phone, but it would be thirty, thirty, thirty. So it's ninety. So that's kind of how they try to incentivize you. It's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they're business. They're trying. They're trying, but they have to. Yeah, they changed it up. Yeah. Um, eventually, it's just gonna be internet. You know what's crazy? I'm hearing. Um, I don't know how much how much has gone through, but um, I think the dude, and I could be completely getting this wrong, but the dude that owns Amazon, um, Jeff Bezos. Yeah, I think he is working with a project that's supposed to be like launching these Wi-Fi satellites all across the globe, so that would be free <laughs> Wi-Fi. That that'd be. Huge. That would be the one Amazon Prime subscription. Damn. Yeah, he's like <laughs> everything's at your feet. Global market is like I'm trying to tap seven billion people right now, and if they all pay a dollar a month, <laughs> seven <laughs> billion dollars. Jeez, that would be insane. But that'd be insane. Yeah, but I, I think what? Oh, okay. Um, kind of on topic, kind of not. I'm jumping around, but 
uh, one of the issues, I remember Neil deGrasse Tyson was talking about, that was an issue, was our space debris. You know, uh-huh. say, okay, say uh-huh. we launch up, like, tons of these satellites out there, and, I don't, and I'm no scientist, I don't know NASA rocket scientist, I don't know how much space is up there, but we are definitely having a lot of problems with, um, space debris. Okay. Floating is, that a, around. is that a real thing? Yeah, it is a hundred percent real. You can look it up on the web, and that's the thing, you pulled up a website, and he showed it, and it's just, space is big. Are you saying it's like it's in our orbit? No, it's in our orbit. Our, That's our the thing. Yeah. It's in our orbit. But what I'm thinking is, first of all, I think those like those are all just renditions. Those aren't like real time, right? No, they're not real time, but yeah. they're definitely a good estimate of what is out there. Well, you can well you can say like there's a ton out there, but what's the density? Like per density is square mile. It is it's pretty insane. We can look it up, and it, it is pretty insane. And the idea is that at some point or another, the course, the way our space systems or whatever it is traveling right now. Um, really even behind debris mm-hmm. that we're not really thinking about. And if we keep on doing that, then eventually, one at one point or another, it's going to get to the point where we can't launch something up unless we deal with this debris. Well, we launch something up, it's going to just get nailed by fucking... Remember gravity? Yeah. Remember the space debris coming in? So just, is it... <laughs> you're saying that the space debris is going to hit our stuff, that if we throw satellites in space, it's going to hit that, or it's going to come back down to Earth and hit no, us? No, no, it's going to hit the things that we set up. Yeah. Oh. So if we send a rocket up, it's going to get nailed all the way up. Now that it's out there, it's not going to fall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's in orbit. It's already, yeah. well, it's falling. It's falling. It's always missing. falling. It's, it's always falling and missing Earth. But now you set up a spaceship, you got to deal with that. If it yeah. comes in your flight path, well, that, 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 thing, that thing is very, it could be like a, I remember he, they were pulling up um, like a really cool like image of like just like uh, just a small piece of like metal, but it's going so fast that when it hits something, it's making this giant cavitation. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, a, man, it's a real thing. It's crazy. It's like a it's like a rail gun hitting you. Yeah. Like a, so like what a, do, so what do we do then? Because how do you how do you we don't know how do you collect space debris that's going hundreds of thousands of miles an hour? We don't know. We, were, we need like a like a just a giant net. No, 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 no. it's gonna penetrate that net unless we get some kind of material. Or this is how Saturn's rings form, guys. Except ours is gonna be made of trash. trash. <laughs> and it's like, and it's gonna be so big. It's like, well, that's the stuff's going so fast. Anything you send up there is gonna get meteorated down. Probably, knocked down. You can probably like all it need. All we need to do What's is like correct. What I would say is try knocking it out of that orbit somehow. So just. You know, uh, and obviously, let's say the I'm, stuff I'm is so small. Let's here, say, but let's say <laughs> you have a giant fan, <laughs> and, and you just you push the debris up slightly I, I, out I of don't its orbit. Think that's how I, physics I, works. I, I, <laughs> but you get what I'm trying to say, right? Is just somehow steer it off course, and then at some point, it's got to get out of the orbit and just fly into space. I don't think it has. A, let's say it doesn't have enough mass. Because I'm not thinking like when I think space debris. I don't think like big I'm satellites. I see. I don't even think satellites. I think it's just. Like, what if it's like a broken no, up satellite? No, what if, no it's not. Sa- it's not satellites. What if it's like a whole bunch of stuff the size of golf balls? Yeah, yeah. Like just a, a like millions of balls. Let's say millions of like golf balls. The size of like a like an iPhone. Well, how about the size of a material. golf ball? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's say it's like how do you how do you filter that because you don't have let's say if you did have an imaginary big fan mm-hmm. it wouldn't have enough mass to. To push it out of order. Again, I don't think physics. Well, we're, we're, talking, we're talking in the abstract, right? Like, right. just no. how would you how would you filter I, I, the, whatever uh, method you need to do to push the stuff that's orbiting? Just just get it off trajectory. Your abstracts 
are not helpful in the case of practicality. When you're saying like, yes, I understand what you're trying to go for. But it could be that that's impossible to I do. Think it's impossible. Well, there has to be some way that we can knock these things okay, off. Okay, so check it. You want to... Well, here. Here's what you want to knock... Shoot up other debris into thousands. the air that just hits it up. But here's the, here's <laughs> how, the, do you, how do you hit a golf ball <laughs> traveling 100,000 miles an hour? Shoot a lot. But no, here's the problem with that, too. Say, okay, the first rocket, you're, you're wrong. You fucked up. Something happened. This doesn't work the way now you, you want it. more debris. Now you have a giant <laughs> spaceship rocket thing that's just floating around right. as well. I'm I, I just saying, you know, I don't know. Install a ramp or something. Okay, well, I, you know, I actually sounds like an incredibly difficult problem. Again, if you have like a thousand golf balls and they're traveling a hundred thousand miles an hour and they're, if anything hits it, it's like getting hit by a bullet. How do you throw anything up there? That would turn a bullet as like a. Okay, so oh, around. how about this? Uh, well, what can you, well, how about this? We have. Um, how can you catch it? Well, the, all that's for the most part metal, right? Why not use like a giant super magnet, which has uh, has the ability okay, that yeah. has ability to repel it upwards? Like I said, away. How about that one? No, I think like, forget away. Let's gather that shit. <laughs> And then we have to deal with it. Yeah. It's better to just throw well, it. Out no, face. dealing with it's probably well. Yeah, we had to deal with capturing and bringing it in. Yeah, that's why the hard part. Giant magnet's gonna get pierced by the yes. ha- the hail of bolt. Yeah, see, that's what we'll I'm saying. Keep it under the He's thinking that you use the other side of the magnet where it repels. Yeah, but that's what I'm suggesting, right? Then, so, yeah, like, yeah, I, I mean, like I, again, I don't. Physics probably is gonna cause a problem with this because I imagine that when the magnet you, like, repels, it's gonna repel out. It's a slingshot, and then what is our plan for an asteroid? I remember. We, Dude, we, yeah, have we, you ever seen? Have you ever seen like there's like a, there's like a graph or something? Where it shows it has a list of known asteroids, and they just keep circling Earth, like constantly until one hits. We're surrounded by a fuck ton of We're asteroids. Surrounded by everything Earth is, tiny. I mean, uh, space is big, right? Space is huge, massive, awesome. massive. So, what are you saying? Are you saying what are we doing during an asteroid like a biggin? Like, yeah, like if say we, and this is just saying like an asteroid in general. There has to be people who think about this. Well, say an asteroid like the size of LA, right? No, it's enough to cause a problem. Which doesn't need to be are the size you, of L.A. Are you it's talking a, about, like, a problem, like... like nothing world-ending problem. Oh. Those are not uncommon. Those are... Those asteroids exist. A lot of them exist. Do they... Will they are, are they on their path to us? I don't know. But... Do you want to that's win? an option. That's something that can happen. What do we do? Are we, are we going to be Armageddon, send Bruce Willis up there? Drill down, <laughs> blow it up? Don't um, know. I'm sure there's smarter people than us that are going to handle it. I just... I feel like... It's, it, again, space is very big. The chances of that happening is so astronomically small that so it's not something... Seven. I feel like that's not something that necessarily we need to put our energy towards. Mm, I don't know. It just, it when has, was the last it, time we got hit by a catastrophic... It was like, what? Yeah, and like 100,000 years ago. Which is a blip <laughs> in time. Well, yeah, but we're a blip in time. We're a tinier blip in time. We've existed for maybe what, like... We don't want to be a blip in time. <laughs> what I'm saying is that, like, it, it just following trend, you know, let's say, like, the Earth... How how old is the Earth? Like... Couple million. Uh, yeah, no. Only couple. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think a couple. lot of... Not a lot of couple 13.7 million years is the universe. <laughs> But couple million. <laughs> it's like it's like at least three. <laughs> not more than four. Guys. It is so far, it's so old that we cannot fathom that type of time. Hey, regardless, Tom, I just want to hear your action plan. If an asteroid, let's just say 
If it's, an asteroid is coming to Earth, yeah. Let's say it's not the size of Earth. Let's just say it's like, um, it's, it's the size of the United States. It's, right? a, it's just, an, it doesn't need to be the size of the United States. It's just enough to cause a world-ending yeah. problem. Yeah. So it's like, once it hits the Earth, like, all the oceans go out of whack, everything starts fucking up, right? What, what do? Uh, do? send up, again, I'm always in favor of just shooting it off its trajectory, right? Yeah. It doesn't take much. So, send something up that can put a booster on the on the rocket and or on the asteroid and then I'm I'm assuming we can calculate this for a long time. So let's say like we know about this years in advance. I would imagine. Uh, well, no, before science is hard. You know, maybe. But if you put, if like yeah. let's just say you, there's some way you can put a rocket booster on it, and let's say that it's strong enough to put it off course by like a couple centimeters a day. You know what I mean? That like it's it's you know blasting it's trying to. Eventually, you're going to get it enough where it can swing by and miss Earth. If you, I, I agree. I think that's the best because we don't want to blow it up. We know that's not a good option. No, you blow it up now, you have like a couple of these crazy ass large. So ones. you just want to move it by a couple centimeters. That's it. No, yeah. no, not that might be not even a bad option. It. Of just like if we really want to brute force it, just send shit at it. <laughs> like we're just we're sending our space debris. <laughs> we're just <laughs> a bit oh. like you know momentum. How momentum works. Oh. You're gonna, you know, when you hit. It, it's going to collide. It's going to transfer some of its momentum into that asteroid, even if it's just a little bit at a time. If you send enough, eventually... I know this is a fun topic, but it reminds me of um, Kurskovich? In a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Kurskovich or something? Kurskovich. Amazing videos. Love those videos. Yeah, they're they're cool, cool so, such, so good. I haven't watched one in a while. I should watch one. What? They're so good. But there's one on... Tom doesn't like it because Universal Basic Income. Because <laughs> <laughs> they cover one that he doesn't because, like. But, um, no, I think it's good. It's well done. Really well done podcast. Or not podcast. Video. We have too many existential crises. Exactly. Right? And one of them is solar flares. Those are happening right now, and these are just one, one lined up with us, and we're fucked. Yeah, <laughs> that, that half that is facing that flare, done, toasted, gone. Wouldn't even know it happened. And so exactly. why bother thinking? Yeah. That's, that's my yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, no. Are you saying half of our Earth is going to be toasted by it? Yeah, yeah all of Earth. Earth. It's well, no, no, no. It will be whatever side is facing it. If the flare is hitting well, us. The damage would be so catastrophic. It will be over. It would just, it's it's just a, hit everything in an instant. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely an Earth-ending thing. Yeah. We are gone. I'm hoping that we're going to be the half that lives, guys. No, 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 it doesn't work that way. No. Like if Thanos style, it will. It we're going to be sleeping. It will wake up. It will fuck up the goddamn magnetic field. We'd be like, dead within an instant. Yeah, we, everyone. Well, if not everyone, you're saying yeah. Kelly. You're saying everyone. Kelly's not. I I think no, no. I think everyone is going to die. Hundred percent. I don't think everyone's going to be in an instant. I think, I think, that, I think the half that gets hit by the flares is an instant. I think that Earth would be completely decimated. Yeah, no, it I just think. literally crumbles to like we're talking about like a, like a like a neutron star just. Yeah, it's <laughs> right? solar, but it's solar flare, not supernova explosion. Oh, we're thinking about like just our sun. Oh, yeah. Solar flares. No, no, no. We're, no, I was we're, thinking we're not like, talking about our sun. We're talking, there's solar there are, flares from the sun, right? From Don, I think uh, it's been a while since I saw that video. I think it's when a I want to say and this is not hundred percent. Is when like a sun um, dies, it releases like an explosion, something right. like that, and this is shooting a flare out. Because I don't want to hear about that existential crisis. Or just like a quasar, just you know, shoots these two beams out from the center. It, like that's how like quasars look. And I'm just saying, one in their pathway, we're done. Yeah, Earth's that's gone. Okay. It's not. Like, <laughs> it, 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 well, we wouldn't even know because we'd, yeah, be, we'd dead. be dead. We'd be dead so fast. We are a tiny speck in the universe, just floating around. And with and, that. And on that happy note, we're going to end today's first podcast. (laughs) See you guys next time.